people, welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I have the pleasure of talking to Tyler Smith. Do you know he's the CEO of Alpha Capital? I'm going to learn all I can about iReal real estate today. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, the fabulous Babs. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. So you are 26 years old. You're the CEO of one of the fastest growing iReal estate companies in the country. How did you do this? Listen, hard work, hard work. That's what it comes down to. You know, thank God that, uh, you know, everything works out the way it does. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to how bad do you want something and what are you willing to do to get there? And, uh, you know, I just kind of made that commitment and uh, we're still going after it. So so how did you know this is what you were called to do? How did I mean, you know you wanted to do this? Because you're 26. I mean, listen, I've always realized, I've always known that like I wanted to run my own business. I've always wanted to get into business. And it was funny because I didn't realize that this is what I wanted to get into until I was like really exposed to it. But now looking back, even when I was like 11 years old going on field trips, I'd look through my, my, my picture book and I was taking pictures of buildings and I didn't realize it. But it's just so funny that like when you look back at that, like that's like the trajectory of like that was what I was interested in. But when I was 19, I, you know, I was going through college and, uh, you know, I was putting myself through school and they eventually said, hey, no more student loans. Thank God I was a hustler, always working. And I hired a mentor. They showed me about real estate. And then from there, the rest was history. So what did your parents say? Like, did your parents say? I hear this idea or I hear this concept. You know, it's pretty controversial because, you know, people are like, go to school, get a good <laughs> education. And, you know, obviously I ended up dropping out after two years only because, you know, I couldn't get those student loans. But, you know, at first, you know, they were concerned as every, you know, parent would or family. They're like, oh, well, what are you doing? What are you going to do now? Like, but, you know, once I started getting some success, they were like, oh, wow, like it's a real thing. Because like when I first started this business they were like i've never heard of wholesaling real estate i've never heard of that you know what i mean so i don't know like, where to go also, but... like what are you doing is this yeah 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 exactly <laughs> but you know the thing that i saw was like you know a lot of people were like oh i don't know about that blah 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 but the way that i saw was like hey other people are doing it and if other people are doing it then so can i and okay. i don't care who's saying i can or can't or whatever you know at least if i can believe that like i can do it you know, that's why it matters at the end of the day, you know, because a lot of times also like when you're starting an entrepreneurial journey, you get a lot of pushback from friends and family. Yeah. Because they care about you. Right. Yeah. And they don't know what they don't know. Right. So yeah. they're acting in good faith. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, like if you're confident in what you're chasing and if you believe in it, then I think you should just go for it. And as long as you kind of have the right mm -hmm. mindset and mentality behind it, like you could achieve anything that you want to do. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to like self-talk, you know, and, and, you know, almost talking yourself into it. So, so the moment that you realized real estate was the way to go, what was that like? Well, I mean, the, 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 the moment I realized was when I closed my first deal, you know, cause obviously I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. And then I closed another deal and I was like, oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I kind of <laughs> kept going. I was like, yep, that's it. This is, this is, this is it. You know, but also I, the reason why I like it is because, you know, I'm a people person, right? I love connecting with people. I love talking to people and within real estate, you know, it was a different uh, scenario every day, right? From like, what's going on with these people? How can I help them? Right? Like going from house to house to house. Like it was, I have ADHD. So like it was, yeah, yeah. It, it always kept me going. And that's what I really loved about it because it was always something new. 
right? And there was always people you could help. And there was always like different situations that you can insert yourself into. And I think that's what kind of really got it sold. And obviously once that first check hit, I was like, okay, now I know. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, so when you're doing this, when you're, when you're, first, when you're starting out and I think you're still relatively new at this, but um, is it because you are a Gen Xer and you're nimble around technology and you're not fearful of, of the future? Like what, what is the secret sauce? I think ultimately it's your why, right? Because like, it doesn't matter if you're old or young or whatever, you know, look at Grant Cardone. He's, you know, he's, he's older, you know, he's, I think he's almost you know, 68, almost 70. Right. But he's probably one of the most influential people on social media when it comes to real estate. Right. So I think it really just comes down to like, what's your why. Right. And if your why is strong enough, then you're going to figure the rest out. You know what I mean? Like you can learn anything on Google, right? If you want to learn how to text market blast people, if you want to learn how to direct, send direct mail paces, if you want to do, learn how to do anything, it's at your fingertips. But I think ultimately it's like, comes back to like, what's your why? How bad do you want it? And regardless if you're young or old or familiar with technology or not, like if you're committed to figuring it out, like you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so- uh, you know, I've been paying attention to the real estate market. You know, the pandemic has caused people to sort of freak out and want to leave cities and leave populated places and buy property. So how do you how do you how do you weather the ebb and flow of a market that is constantly changing? I think it comes down to being able to pivot, right? Like understanding what's going on in the market and being able to move with it, right? Because like at the end of the day, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and that thing stops working and you're still trying to do it over and over, over, you're going to hit that wall, right? But if the tides shift and you shift with it, then like that's how you're ultimately going to find success, right? You have to be able to pivot when things do hit the fan. Right. Like when interest rates go through the roof, when COVID hits. Right. You have to figure out how. OK, how do I navigate through this? Right. What is the pivot? Like, how can I move with the flow based off of like what's coming in my direction? Right. And I think that's kind of like where the success comes from, because. If you can't like move with your environment and what's going on, like you're going to kind of almost get like trapped. Right. Like. If I'm still trying to do the same thing that I was trying to do six months ago when interest rates were at 3%, you know, like, let me give you an example, right? So I was flipping a ton of houses. I think last year I flipped over like 25 houses, right? And now with the rising interest rates, the uh, it's now shifting towards a seller's market, right? Before it was a buyer's market, you know, multiple offers on the table, you know, people bidding 20, 30K over ask, right? And that was because the money was so cheap that they were able to pay more. Now that the money is way more expensive, they're not able to pay that. So now how does that affect my business, right? I'm not flipping certain, certain houses, right? I'm not going to flip a house that's worth over 500 grand because I know that the interest rates on those houses are going to be a lot more, uh, a lot larger than a $200,000 house, right? So when it comes to flipping houses, it's like, you know, I was flipping $200,000 houses. I was flipping a million dollar house, but you know, that's kind of what it is, is it's like taking consideration of like what your environment is, what's going on, and then make a plan that kind of moves with that. So now instead of flipping houses from 200 to a million, I'm only focusing on houses 500,000 and below, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's like a, a, an example of, you know, when the market or the environment changes, like how are you going to change with it to make sure that you could still reach success within your business? 
Mm-hmm. So how do you how do, so Tyler, how do you gauge success? Do you gauge it every day? Do you gauge it quarterly? Like what's the definition for you? And how you do know, you I know think, you got it? I mean, I think everybody's <laughs> definition of success is different, right? Because you know, for me, I think the way that I gauge success is like how big of an impact am I making? How many people am I influence? You know, like how many people are we helping? Obviously, like how big is the portfolio, all that kind of stuff. But I think success isn't only just about money. I think it's also about like lifestyle and family and, you know, you know, you know, using your time the way you want to use your time. Right. Because like one person might define success as becoming a billionaire. Right. Another person might define success as making one hundred thousand dollars and be able to spend time with their family and not have to worry about paying bills and having that, you know, having that that income, you know, so like. Success is different from other people. For, 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 for different people. But like, for me, I think it's just like the way that I gauge my success on a yearly basis is where was I last year and where am I now? Right. And what have I done to increase like my business, my portfolio, my, my habits, my family, you know, my habits, all that kind of stuff. And I think, um, that's ultimately how I kind of gauge it. It's just, you know, just how, how much progress are we making? How many people are we impacting? How much, you know, What's going on? You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that kind of sums it up. Everyone's a little bit different though. I, I like it. I, I, I could, I could get with that. So when you think about where you want to be and where you want your company to go, because I was I'm reading up on you and uh, I thank, thank Greg Walsh for, uh, for the wonderful PR and the background information. I appreciate it greatly. Um, so, it, it, you know, Alpha Capital has created a, a nonprofit branch of itself. Yeah, or, or a part of itself. So, so tell me a little bit about how does that fit into the to the scope of what you're doing. So that's called Alpha Actions, and basically what we want to do is kind of give back to the communities every quarter. This uh, quarter, we're actually doing a toy drive. We're doing uh, impacting 40 families, $250 per family for you know kids that need toys, that need clothes, that need stuff that you know maybe we'll go without of it. And I think like the goal with that is is that we can make a huge impact within the community and help people that need to be helped. But also, I think it's important to realize that like success isn't just about having a successful business and making money, but it's also about like, how many people can we help? How can we give back? How can we, you know, impact other people to kind of follow that same trajectory of like, hey, I want to be successful so I can go and do that same thing. And I think ultimately, it's important to realize that like, regardless what level of success that you're at, like it's super important to turn back around and help the next person up. And I think that's kind of what Alpha Actions is. That's the reason why we did it is because we want to be able to help others who maybe wouldn't have gotten that help or, you know, otherwise, you know, and as we continue to build it out, we're going to obviously start, you know, you know, education and, you know, continue to do the nonprofit stuff and meetups and everything. But I think ultimately, like, it's just important to remember to give back even, you know, once you reach a level of success where, you know, you don't have to really worry about it anymore for yourself, right? I think at that point, that's when you can turn around and help that next person up and, you know, mm-hmm. help those who might not otherwise have it. Now, you seem like you have a, you have a very dynamic personality. And I can imagine you teaching what you know. Has that crossed your mind to have a real estate academy or or a wealth building academy or prosperity academy. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 100%. People, I mean, you're yeah. young enough where people could sort of, young people would gravitate towards you because they could see themselves in you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I could see myself that. in you. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely have thought about it, and it is definitely something that's probably getting closer and closer. You know, over the past couple of years, I've kind of just focused on, you know, helping myself and and kind of getting to that success. Because ultimately, like, how are you supposed to help others if you can't help yourself, right? And and you know, I'm finally at the point. I'm at the point now where like. I can go back and kind of help those people, right? And that's what we're starting to do. So we had our first, uh, our uh, real estate meetup in November. We had like 120 people show up. We had really great feedback from it. It was a really great networking event. And moving forward, you know, I definitely want to help people, right? Because that's how I got started. I, I got a mentor, right? That's how I got started. And I think it's important, like I said, once you get to a certain level, like turn back around and help that next person up. So like, I think like uh, a course, um, some type of mentorship will definitely be something that will happen in the near future. But I'm also, you know, growing my real estate portfolio. And I'm at the point where I'm starting to consider to let people invest with me, right? So you can also, you can, you can learn from me, right? But you could also invest with me and make really good returns on your money. So, you know, that definitely is in the pipeline for 2023. Um, it's just a matter of making that happen and putting it out there. But I definitely think that I could bring a lot of value. Um, mm a bunch of people. So when you talk about people investing with you, that's a level of trust that I think you have to gauge for yourself. Like you just can't let anybody at, at the table. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think ultimately like the people that we want to work with are the ones that kind of have that like, uh, that like-minded attitude, that like-minded thinking, right. And that want to set up, you know, maybe generational wealth, wealth or create passive income that have a positive attitude that, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like those type of people, but I think ultimately you, there's two sides of the trust, right? You have to trust me, right? But I also have to trust that I want to work with you, right? So when it comes to trusting me, I have just under 150 units in my portfolio that I own 100% with no investors, right? And I've done these deals full cycle. So I can show you the deals I've done. I can show you the returns I've made. I can bring you into my office. I can show you my team. I can let you meet my property managers, my maintenance crew. I can let you walk my properties, right? So I think when it comes down to like experience, I got that. I've done it. I'm doing it. Right. And now I'm at the point where it's like, Hey, I've created that success. I've seen these returns. Right. And I see what the potential is. And now the reason why I want to let other people in is so we can go bigger. Right. Like I can continue and do what I'm doing and buy these 20 unit buildings, 30 unit buildings, but I'm trying to buy hundred unit buildings, 200 unit buildings. And in order to do that, I have to join arms with like-minded individuals who believe in the vision. And we, we take that down together. And I think that's kind of like that next that next level up is, 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 is creating a massive portfolio of wealth for not only myself, but for everybody else who wants to get involved as well. So talk to me about the next level, Tyler, because it sounds like the next level is more of whatever it is you're doing. Uh, but are there, are there some other long held dreams that you'd like to push or expand into? I mean, my goal is 10,000 units. Right. That's how many I want to own. Um, I think when I started this business, ultimately, I want to create something bigger than myself. Right. That impacts people across the board. Um, and I think like having a real estate fund is something that can do that. Right. Because that can help set people up for generational wealth and, you know, take their money out of the stock market and, you know, all this crypto craziness going on, you know, and put it into something that is predictable and almost almost guaranteed, right? The reason why I love real estate is because you could put it in a stock or bond, it can go up, down, sideways, you don't really know, right? When you put your money in real estate, it's more, it's, listen, everything's a risk, 
but it's a calculated risk, right? At the end of the day, people always need a place to live, right? At the end of the day, in the past 60 years, rent has gone up year over year, right? And it's a safe bet that it's going to continue to go up, especially with inflation going on, right? And the way that I look at this is a property is worth what it produces in income. So the longer you hold the property, the more the income is going up, which means the more that the property is worth. Right. And that's why I love real estate, because it's more of a calculated risk uh, investment strategy as opposed to like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to go put my money in Tesla or Twitter or whatever other company. And, and I hope it does well. I don't know. Right. Unless you're like an expert and you, you know, you got, you know, you know what you're looking for. Right. But 99 percent of people don't. Right. 99 percent of people are just like putting their money in and, and hoping for the best. Right. But with real estate. And we have the track record to back it up. Like this is a guaranteed route to success and wealth, right? If you do it right, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is if you do it right. And I think we've proved that you like that we know what we're doing and we can do it. And I think now we're at the point where it's like, I'm comfortable letting other people in on it too, because the reason why I built up the portfolio to where I did myself is because if I make a mistake with my money, fine. No big deal, right? Sucks, but no big deal. Now I make a mistake with your money. That's no joke, right? And I think that's why I've gotten to this point. So now, you know, we have everything built out. We have the team in place. And now it's just comes down to aligning ourselves with like-minded individuals, you know, that want to, you know, that want to invest in real estate, that see that long-term vision. And I think we have the team to bring these deals to the table, right? I got, you know, right now I got 20 guys out here banging the phones, looking for deals for us to acquire, so like the opportunity is there. And I think now it's just building that pipeline and, and kind of putting all these pieces in place. And then from there, the sky is the limit. Now, you, I mean, you, you did mention you, you did mention that you, you, you are able to pivot, but how do you deal with outright loss? Like, how do you deal with outright disappointment and outright failure? You just got to eat it. Listen, it is what it is. But I think... <laughs> Yeah, no, really. And that's, that's, that's the honest truth. Right. And like, listen, I take, I take L's, I lose money. Right. I fail at stuff. Deals fall apart. Deals die. I lose, you know, sellers. Like I have a deal right now that, you know, I love the deal. I've been working for two years and I might lose it. Right. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, what really matters is like, how do you roll off of that L? How do you roll off of that failure? Right. Do you say, oh, I couldn't do it and then give up? Or do you like, why did I fail? I failed because of this. Or I didn't close this deal because of that. And it's like, now next time I know that like, I'm going to make sure that I don't make that mistake again. So I think the important thing to understand is that you are going to fail, right? You are going to make mistakes. You are going to take mm. losses, but it's even more important to know that it really comes down to how you handle those and how you roll off of that. And like what lessons you take out of that and implement in your day-to-day moving forward, right? Because a lot of people will take that L and then just kind of feel bad for themselves. But get out of your own way. Take, take, take your loss, figure out why you took the loss, and then make sure that you use that information so you don't do it again. Hmm. So talk to me about the things that you have to pay attention to as the CEO. Are you paying attention to politics? Are you paying attention to the global, global leverage? Are you paying attention to what's going on in neighborhoods? Are you paying attention to equity and inclusion? Like, what are you paying attention to? So I think that, you know, honestly, like, as a CEO of a company, you have to pay attention to a lot, obviously like economic factors and what's going on with the world, but also like internally, like 
Hey, how much are we spending? How much are we making? You know, what's going on with the employees? What are they doing? Why are they not here? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that go into it. But I think like one of the things that I focus on is like, what's going to move the needle, right? Because I could focus on what everybody else is doing, but is that really going to make me move further? I don't think so, right? If I'm spending all my time thinking about what other people are doing and worrying about what other people are doing, right? Like that takes away from me, right? So at the end of the day, what I kind of focus on is I focus on things is like, okay, what can I do today, this week, this month to move the needle, right? Closer to where I want to be. Right. So instead of focusing on everything that's going on with the world and all the craziness and everything that's going on, I focus on, hey, what can I do right now to move the needle further? And if it's a job or a task that isn't going to move the needle, outsource it. Let somebody else do that. Right. If you're in the position to do that. Right. But for me, that's kind of what I focus on. So I almost like I pay attention to it, but I don't like spend too much time on it. Like I know what's going on, but I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and spend more than 30 seconds thinking about it. I'm on to the next thing. And I want to focus on like, Hey, what can I do to move that needle forward? Even if it's a little bit, right? Cause day over day over day, if you move forward a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, before you know it, you're going to get exactly where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But it, it comes down to day by day. So, so, inspires you who are your role model models who do you who do you look to or think about um for guidance like how do you how do you how do you pay attention to somebody who's doing something that you're like you know what i want to be over there where they are you know i think that's like i think uh through life you know you're gonna have multiple people right that you look up to Right. When you're young, maybe it's your 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 parents, right? Or your grandmother or your grandfather or somebody in, in that like in that family tree. Right. But I've also realized that like as I continue to grow, right, there's always that other mentor that will help you level up. Like when I got out of college, I hired my mentor, right? I hired my mentor, and that's who I was looking up to at that time. So that means you right? paid somebody, like you you gave them your thousand dollars. How much? Fifteen thousand. I went down to zero. I went down to zero. But the reason why I did that is because I realized, hey, I would rather pay you this money and learn from all of your mistakes than spend two years trying to figure it out myself. Because time is way more valuable than money. So if I can pay you a sum of money, even if it's every dollar I had, right, to get to where I want to go significantly quicker then I'm, I'm down to do that. And as you go through your career and through your life, right, there's going to be that next level, right? So that first mentor I learned from, I got everything I can get out of that, right? And then I passed it, right? And then I got another mentor and I got everything I can get out of that, right? My second mentor was, you know, uh, teaching me about construction, right? Because obviously with real estate, you have to know how to estimate rehab and know how much stuff costs and what the process is, right? And that was my second mentor. Right. And then I took everything I can get from him. And then I, I, I passed that. And then it's like, OK, now what? Right. And now I'm at the point where I'm 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 looking to connect with other like fund managers and and stuff. And their fee is fifty thousand dollars for the year. <laughs> yeah. But if I could take all of their knowledge and all of their mistakes and all of their lessons and pay them for that information and get me from point A to point B significantly quicker. Worth it. So you're not afraid to invest in yourself because it sounds like you're investing in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to be very smart because there's a lot of gurus out there. There's a lot of people that are like, 
yeah, learn from me. Like I'm doing all this stuff, but it's like, they're really not right. So I think it's really important to pick your mentors. Uh, you know, you have to do your homework on them. You know, make sure they're actually doing what they're saying they're doing. Make sure they're actually reaching that level of success that they're claiming to get you to, you know, and if they are, then it's like, Hey, listen, that's someone that you should definitely spend your time with. But if they're just, you know, trying to sell you a course or like, listen, I don't have anything wrong with those. Right. Cause there are like some really good ones, but there's also a lot of really bad ones, you know, <laughs> but I think that's part of it. It's like, you have to make sure that you're, you, you know, you look into your mentors and you know who you're learning from and you have to make sure that they're doing it. Right. Cause like, I'm not going to take advice from somebody about buying a hundred unit apartment building. That's never bought a hundred unit apartment building. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell me about that? If you've never done it, nothing. I like I, you, exactly. You know, but I think that's what it comes down to. So like to answer your question, um, throughout my career, I've had multiple people I look up to. And I think it's just that, like how you identify that is like, Hey, what level do I want to reach and who's there? Right. And how do I get in front of that person? Right. And then once you get in front of that person, you soak in all their knowledge. And then it's like, okay, who's my next mentor. Right. So it's like a never ending cycle of like, Hey, who can I learn from now? Right. Who's at that next level that I can pick their brain. Who's at the next level that I can learn from. Right. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. So now are you comfortable being in that role as role model and people coming behind you, looking at you for the same kind of support and information and sharing? Absolutely. hundred percent. Listen, I'm an open book, you know, and at the end of the day, like I have an abundance mindset. So like, I think that there's more than enough to go around for everybody. Right. So like, I know a lot of people that are successful. They don't want to share the information. They don't want to help people because they're scared that if they do that, they're going to steal their business. It's not the truth, right? There's more than enough to go around. So I'm the type of person that like, Hey, listen, if I can help you great, I'm more than happy to, you know? And I think that's also why like having the mentorship and, you know, investors is like that next phase, because like, I know I can do that. Like I've led a team of 35 people in here, you know, and and that's what I have. Everyone kind of looking up to me for guidance and which direction to go and what to do. Right. So like, I've already had that experience. And I think natural progression is now uh, expanding that right from 30 people to 300 people or 3000 people, you know, however big we want to take it, you know? So with all this success, Tyler, how do you take care of yourself? How do you rejuvenate? How do you replenish? How do you get fresh? And how do you have downtime? Yeah. So I think it's super important to uh, make sure you have time for yourself. You know, obviously when I first got started, you know, I was just going crazy, crazy, like working all day, every day, weekends, nonstop, you know, real estate all day, every day in the restaurant all night. And like, there is going to be that period where you have to grind and you might not have time for yourself. That's okay. Right. (laughs) But like what I told my, my, my wife, fiance or, or girlfriend at the time was, listen, babe, I'm doing this now. So in five years and 10 years, if I don't want to work, I don't have to. Right. If I want to work great, but like I'm working like this now, so I don't have to do it later. Right. And ultimately she understood that, but that's like what it comes down to. But now, right now that we've gotten that level of success and we're getting some traction and everything, um, I think it's super important to make time for yourself. Make sure you're, you're, you're having good, healthy habits. Like I wake up every morning, I hit the gym, I go in the sauna. Right. And then, you know, I start my day. So having like daily rituals, you know, listening to podcasts, reading, you know, making sure that you're soaking in the right information. Like I recently, you know, my wife made me start binge watching this TV show and we got stuck <laughs> into it for like three weeks. And like I turn around, I'm like, babe, what are we doing? Like, 
we're watching this show every day. Like, what are we, like we gotta, we gotta turn this thing off. We gotta stop, right? But, you know, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's cool. You know I mean? It's good to relax, but I think it's important to make sure that like the time that you're spending your, 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 your time on, the stuff you're spending your time on is like for you. And it's not just like mind numbing activity, like, like putting on a Netflix show and just melting into the couch. You know what I mean? Like that's, listen, don't get me wrong. Like that's good. And that's nice. It's important to like have your downtime, but like make sure that like you're filling your off time with like stuff that's going to further you um, both mentally, physically, um, spiritually, whatever it is, just make sure that like you fulfill yourself other than work. Right. Because like work is not everything, you know, obviously everyone wants to be successful and, you know, do all this stuff. But once you get to a certain level, it's like, you have to turn back you have to like, you know, make sure everything else is taken care of too. make sure you take care of yourself. Because the last thing you want to do is get burnt out and be stressed and miserable. And then, you know what I mean? It just kind of that seeps out to everyone around you. And, you know, that's just not good. So mm. you try and have that balance. Right. But it's like, it's important to know, like when you first get started, like it's going to be a grind, like it's going to be hard. Right. It's not going to be easy. You might not have a lot of time for yourself, but that's that's a part of the process, right? It's like, what are you willing to do now to get to where you want to go? What are you willing to do now to become who you want to be, right? And if you're willing to go through all that stuff to get there, once you get there, hey, it's me time, right? Mm. And now I can decide what I want to do. If I don't want to go to work this week, eh, stay home and I'll binge watch Netflix, you know? <laughs> but you got to get to that point. You know what I mean? You got to get to that point. <laughs> so... All right, um, we got a few more minutes. So talk to me, Tyler, about, and, and you kind of alluded to this, but the, the biggest dream, the long-held dream, what's the long game? What's the ultimate game? Um, you know, I don't, like, I don't really think it's about money or, like, assets. I mean, obviously, like, I want to have a lot of money. I want to have, you know, 10,000 units and all that. But I think, like, like what will be fulfilling is knowing that, hey, I'm providing passive income for tens of thousands of people that's impacting their family. And, you know, and, and I think ultimately that's what it is. It's just making a difference, changing people's lives, you know, impacting people for the better, better and create, like I said, something that's bigger than myself. Right. Because like if I'm gone and I have 10,000 units, that's going to remain. Right. And all those people invested are still going to get paid. And that, that asset is just going to keep on cash flowing. And like that can change their life. Right. And I think that's ultimately what I want to do is just turn it into something that's so big, so massive that it impacts so many people for the better. And I think that's ultimately what the goal is. Right. And that's also why we created Alpha Actions. Right. Because like, what can we do right now to help people? Right. And that's what it is. And in this time right now, it's getting presents and toys and clothes for kids who maybe wouldn't have it otherwise. I like that. I like that very much. So what's, do you celebrate Christmas? What's Christmas like at your house? Do you have kids? No kids yet. No kids yet. I just got married in October. So probably. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So probably another year or two. Um, but yeah, you know, Christmas is, it's, it's a good time. You know, I don't have the biggest family. So, you know, it's usually a little bit smaller. Um, but I think this year we'll probably go to my wife's side of the family's house and, you know, spend it all with them. Um, obviously still make time for my family too, but we don't really have anything too crazy going on. What are you doing? 
What are you I, doing for I, Christmas? I'm, I'm spending time with some family and friends. I'm, I got my Jamaican friends. Nice. I'm hanging out with some Jewish friends. There you go. Love <laughs> it. Multi, multicultural Christmas. Love it. Amazing. <laughs> I'm I so glad that. I got a chance to talk to you before the Yeah, end. me you too. I my love last guest of the uh You're my last guest of the year. And oh, the best for last. You. Let's go. Yes, it's like a high note. I'm so inspired. <laughs> and I want you to come back and talk to me some more about what you're doing. Yeah, I love like, all the things because I am just fascinated by uh, by your story and your success and that you're a Connecticut grown person, right? Like, oh yeah. Born in New grown. Haven. Yay. And I, and I just, and I know after, after this, people are going to want to talk to you and they want to drag you to, to talk to young people. And yeah, I, and I, I already feel it. So I love it. I love it. I'm open for it. You know, listen, Tyler Smith buys building on buildings on Instagram. Hit me up. You can message me. I'm, I'm more than happy to help connect, do some business. <laughs> I like right it. Direction, I, I like it. I think young people would resonate. I mean, I think anybody would res- resonate with you. But I think because young people are are struggling about their own identity and wh- how they can make their mark in the world, that I I think there will be some young people who will be like, you know what, I like I like his message. I like what he's doing. I'm fascinated or interested in that. So thank you. I love that, and thank you. I definitely appreciate your time and uh, love your personality. Love it. <laughs> it's an honor to be on your show. Well, I'm so glad I could get you on. I'm so glad that uh, you were able to do it. Thank Greg for me uh, yeah, for uh, 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 being such a good PR person and uh, and uh, turning me on to you. So good luck to you in the new year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And same to you. And I hope to see you. I hope to see you again. Seriously. Yeah, I hope yeah, I yeah. talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Merry Christmas, Tyler. Hey, you too. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is my Tuesday show. If you're around, I'm caroling tonight at six o'clock, 75 Ivy Street. Come on. I got, I got, listen, I got, I got the, I got all the music. I got all the words, the lyrics to all the, all your favorites. I may add one or two uh, based on Layla, my, my new uh, porch chair, Christmas Carol um, chair, my new porch Christmas Carol chair, uh, Miss Layla um and her mother uh <laughs> so that was good harry I, don't you feel all i feel all hyped up because tyler smith was on i i i'm impressed but yes very impressive young man um so wait a minute so you have a you you have a chair to your caroling committee well, this the the young the young girl. She's uh she's nine. I think she's nine. And so she her mom brought her yesterday. Angelica, I mean oh. a- a- Angelique, Angelina, Angelina Wilson brought her yesterday. Her daughter. They brought me um um chocolate, uh, hot chocolate with uh, almond milk and donuts, which I can't eat the donuts. But she she said when you when you do this next year, I want to be a part of picking the songs. I like to chair the committee. <laughs> okay. I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it, baby. So she was so happy to sing. So she loved it so much, Harry. She's coming back today to sing. I have more people to, to tonight. More people could do it tonight. So more people are gonna come tonight. So she's gonna come tonight. Her mother's bring, she told her mother, I had to come and sing tomorrow night too. With so we're gonna actually walk the neighborhood tonight. And what's her name? Um, Layla. Layla. So, you know, I was I was gonna fill that spot today, but Layla took it. 
<laughs> you know, Harry, you'd be welcome to come and meet Layla if you. <laughs> you know, you you can bring the you can bring the granddaughters. I know they I know they can all sing. You know, they they they're coming down Friday. Well, we'll we'll have them Friday into Saturday. Um, Saturday, the whole family will be over celebrating. We we do the Christmas Eve. We sing all the Christmas you songs. You sing, Harry? Yes, we we do. We, we you know. We, no, 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 we, no, 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 no. I heard the we. We. You. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> do you I, I sing, get a Harry. I get a part in the twelve days of Christmas. You know, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll give my get? opera version of whatever part they give me. Because I have it right here, Harry. I have the words. I have all the words. We, this is the last song we sing. Well, well, there you go. So send me those words and I'll practice my part. <laughs> you know, you can come tonight, Harry. I'll, it's printed out. All you got to do is follow along. Follow the bouncing babs. <laughs> going to have to rain check you on that. <laughs> you know, Harry, I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> I know. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. Oh, so that was wonderful. I'm glad to end the year uh, with the last guest of the year with uh, Tyler Smith, CEO uh, Alpha Capital. I enjoyed that very much. So yeah, I knew I would impressive. though. Very impressive. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow, Harry. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio and Q Music Babs. Christmas music. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want Christmas? We can go to the Christmas. Tomorrow you gotta give me some Curtis Blow. Oh, yeah, remind me of that. Yes. All the rap music. You know, I have it. I know you do. <laughs> Just actually me queuing it up. <laughs> 